Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's Michelle. Yeah, it's Michelle and JD and it's We Watch Shudder. Uh, It's October 20th as we record this, 21st as you're listening. Uh, unless or you're in some later. Weird, I guess if you're <laughs> in some weird time zone or the future, yeah, I suppose. I don't know if how you didn't clocks listen work. within the 24 hours that this clocks, time is an illusion. Yeah, <laughs> clocks and calendars—they're just—they're sort of irrelevant, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Great start. Good job. Yeah, <laughs> good times, guys. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, first of all, if you've been keeping up with our Spooktober episodes, we've been dropping new episodes every day all month long. Uh, going back and talking about some older Shutter titles that we uh, didn't talk about yet because we didn't have a podcast then, and that's been super fun. And you guys have been awesome and supportive. Thank you very much. But we got new shit today. <gasps> new, Whoa, but kind of old shit at the same time. Yeah, it's a it's a franchise picture, uh, but it's a it's the brand newest of a franchise picture. What are we talking about today, Michelle? We are talking about VHS 99, VH. which I believe is the fourth one it's in the, the VHS fifth. series. Fifth. Jesus VHS, Christ. VHS, and two, VHS viral, VHS 94, VHS no, 99, and already and announced VHS 85. Jesus. Yeah. That's so many VHSs. Yeah. Well, you had the, those first three within a few years, and then the franchise kind of disappeared for quite some time, uh, six or seven years, and then came back with VHS 94, uh, I believe just last year, uh, as, a, as a shutter release, and now we've got VHS 99 as a shutter release, and VHS 85 is going to be a shutter release. If you're a fan of the VHS franchise, you got uh, you got uh, Shutter to thank uh, at least to a strong degree for yeah. uh, for bringing that back to you. Um, Good job. <laughs> interestingly enough, we're going to be talking about VHS 94 in just a couple of days on one of those Spooktober episodes I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about VHS 99. Michelle. Yeah. If I ask nicely, could you read from the Shutter website the description of this film for the good folks in uh, Listenerland? I absolutely can. Hello, folks in Listenerland. It is me, Michelle. I'm going to read you the description from the Shutter website of VHS 99. <clears throat> okay. VHS 99 harkens back to the final punk rock analog days of VHS while taking one giant leap forward into the hellish new millennium. In VHS 99, a teenager's home video leads to a series of horrifying revelations. A Shudder original! Yeah! JD, would you like to hit us with your spoiler-free thoughts? Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, uh, if you've... uh, listen to a decent amount of we watch shutter uh i think you probably are well aware that uh, as a general rule jd is not the biggest fan of anthology films uh mostly because uh I- i'm not a big fan of shorts because like i was the ones that i really like i just always like man that's like just like a total tease i want more of that right like i just it's uh i don't know it's kind of frustrating in that way Uh, And also, not always the biggest fan of found footage films, but with both anthologies 
and found footage films, uh, when I do find one that I really like, I tend to really, really, really like it. This one is about 50-50. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm, there's a, a couple of parts of this anthology that I loved. Uh, it's got five main uh, segments, and then uh, there's sort of a framing segment, but it really is all just playing into one of the five main segments uh, in a weird way. Uh, but anyway, uh, so there's basically five parts. There's two of them that I really, really enjoyed, three of them that weren't really so much my bag. Uh, but I liked those two that I liked so much uh, that I'm coming down with a three out of five skulls on VHS 99. Nice. Three out of five skulls from my co-host, JD. I... I'm curious which two you really liked, and I'm sure we'll get into it in the spoiler section. Sure, I sure. don't want to uh, let the cat out of the bag yet. Keep that cat in the bag. He's been causing havoc, and I'm trying to record. Right. Um, but there were also two that I think were far superior to the other five. There was one that three. I think was still worth watching, um, and then there were two others that I really didn't like. But um, I like the two that I like so much that I am going to give this a high score in the hopes that people will go watch this just to see those two because they are phenomenal. One of them is my favorite out of the entire VHS series, and I love the VHS series. Oh, wow. So, I'm going to give it a four out of five. If it was just the two segments that I like, it would be a five out of five. I thought they were phenomenal. Um, but as a whole, I could just watch a couple of them and be fine. So four out of five for me, three out of five for you, 3.5 skulls out of five for this movie, VHS 99. That is the horror anthology VHS 99 uh so Goodbye, everybody see you next week that's the end yeah we're done it's <laughs> we're going to bed it's late uh <laughs> michelle kept me up real late for this one and god knows i had I've to go watch smile <laughs> lord knows i've never kept her up real late for recording an episode this is my ever. chance I no. have to go see Smile. Did you have to? Uh, wait, I we did. don't. I we don't talk about that movie here because it's, <laughs> it's not a Shutter. It's not. It's not a Shutter movie. Oh, we watch we'll, other things. We may. We, we may anyway. Uh, so, guys, uh, we are going to get into spoiler territory here on VHS ninety nine. Uh, so, if you don't want any of it ruined for you, go check it out before you listen to the rest of this episode. Uh, but when you do go check it out, as we like to remind you, please do come back. Don't forget that we're here. We got a whole bunch of opinions that we feel are so important that we recorded them and put them on the internet. And it I really just... do like the idea that somebody forgot to come back and they're going to be 80 years old in a nursing home being like, oh, no, I never found out what they thought of VHS 99. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I listened to everything else and I never finished that one episode. And then they become a ghost <laughs> because they have a life full of regret and no way to, uh, to you know remedy that absolutely <laughs> they become a boot yep oh we're guys. gonna talk about boots anyway guys okay uh hit that pause button right about now all right michelle so this yeah. is interesting five mm -hmm. major stories in this one and mm -hmm. both of us uh have mm -hmm. made it clear that there were two that we really enjoyed in comparison to the sure other three Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm curious if they are going to be the same two. Um, yep. I think, I think I feel pretty confident in saying that we both really, really, really enjoyed 
uh, the closing segment to Helen to Helen back. back. Yes. Obviously, best yeah, one of the VHS uh, series, uh, Vanessa and Joseph Winter, who we just saw in Deadstream. And now I actually have a higher opinion of Deadstream because of this short, because I'm like, I didn't appreciate that other movie. It was just because he was so annoying that oh, it yeah. pulled it back for me. But that was his character like that. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. So good. Joseph and Vanessa Winter have proven yet again that they are just two fellow just just. Just a one-two punch here with that Deadstream feature and now this segment in VHS 99, uh, which, frankly, I'm going to come right out and say uh, I personally feel, uh, I'm wondering if you're the same way, is this the one that you think is the best segment in the history of the franchise? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. because it's the one that I was going to say is the best. In yes. the, this, it's, it's fantastic. It, and once again, you know, there are sometimes you get a short uh, and... Uh, like you, you think to yourself, man, this would be incredible as a, a feature length thing. And sometimes you, they try to do that and it works and sometimes it doesn't. This is a concept that I feel like could absolutely be expanded into a full feature length film because you just got to add new encounters, right? A couple mm-hmm. of people just get accidentally dragged to hell along with a, a, a misfit demon who's who's raising hell uh, in the real world, so to Mabel, speak. Mabel, the skull yeah. eater. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, it was that, what was that, the weird creature, Fergus? Was that his name, oh, I, yeah. I think? Uh, that <laughs> got them remember. dragged to hell. I was going to write Dude, it down, but that, yeah. Just from the very beginning in that, when, like, in, in that, uh, that, uh, that first scene, that shot, uh, like, not the first time you get a glimpse of the Fergus demon, but when the camera is panning around and then suddenly he's like there behind the TV with his mm-hmm. head just kind of sticking out past the side. It, it was just on from there. Melanie Stone is fucking phenomenal I again know. here. I just want to be friends with her. Writer. Yeah. She'd be so fun to like order food from right. a place like at a drive through and just doing her voices. Yes. She just sounds awesome. She <laughs> was fabulous as Chrissy in Deadstream. Uh, and also as, uh, was, it, was it Mildred? Yeah, so she was Mabel. Mildred. Ma- no, well, she was Mildred, oh. I think, in... In Deadstream. In Sorry. Deadstream, yes. yeah. And then so just, she's... I love Mabel. She's got all these old lady M names uh, so far. Yep. Uh, but no, she's uh, great here. Um, I just, I love... I have to say... Go ahead. Sorry, th- this movie, um, or this short film, uh, this one goes to show that... Even on a low budget, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It matters how much talent you have because they did stuff. First off, obviously, the acting is phenomenal in a way that can't be done by a lot of people. That was superb performances. Uh, The effects of the lightning um, and revealing the the big demon. Yeah, that's something that somebody who knows how to do that can do it and can do a really good job. I can't. That's a talent. The costuming was probably not like thousands of dollars per person. It was just expertly done. The makeup was so well done. The framing of the shots, this is done as though it is one cut basically but you can tell that it's not because there's no fucking way that somebody's running around with a camera and perfectly framing it so much you can tell this was somebody with an attention to detail that knew exactly when you point the camera this way this is what you are showing and they perfectly like 
everything you saw, it wasn't like a, oh, I didn't see that, but I was meant to. It was so perfectly illuminated enough to let you see it. That was a beautiful experience. It, yeah, it, I, I loved it so much. This <laughs> is a this is a, a, a movie that I feel, uh, and very much like Deadstream, even though I, I don't think it's a comment that I made on, on our talk about that movie. Uh, this is definitely a, a movie that I can see uh, that they storyboarded and mm-hmm. walked through and rehearsed yep. and practiced all the camera movements like they put a shit pile of prep work into this thing yeah uh, and because it does play so smoothly mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, phenomenal i was gonna say when like just before before you chimed in the next thing i was gonna Sorry. talk <laughs> about was those awesome demon lightning effects in the yeah. in the background in the sky it was just so great. Uh, loved that one. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, and so, I, yeah, that's the definitely the crowning achievement here. I agree with you that I think it's the best short that the franchise has ever seen. I do have to add the caveat here. To be fair, uh, I have not ever seen VHS viral. I saw one and two. I've now seen 94 and 99. I have yet to see viral, so I guess it's possible... Something no. there I might think is better, but based on what no. I've heard other people say about viral, probably not. <laughs> I like viral, but nothing competes. With um, that I was uh, I was actually uh, texting back and forth with my good friend Kevin. Uh, we were watching this movie kind of simultaneously this evening, uh, and he personally uh, feels that this short to Helen back was even better than Deadstream, uh, and. I agree. Uh, we both mentioned again that like, uh, uh like I, I really want to see what these guys can do playing it straight, because mm-hmm. I feel like if they because j- they're so good at horror comedy and that tone and 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 just sort of insanity, but I really feel like if they just ratchet that back and tried to play it straight and heavy, they could do something real memorable. And I hope they bring Mel- Melanie Stone alive. Uh, yes, please. Along for the ride. Whatever <laughs> yeah. they do, bring her with you, please. She's More phenomenal. She's, uh, yeah, like I hope we see her in a jillion things going forward. Mm-hmm. So then there's uh, there's four other uh, possibilities mm-hmm. here. We have the, the opening segment uh, called... Uh, uh, shredding. Uh, shredding, that's what it's called. And then the second one... Uh, suicide is called bid. Suicide bid, and then the third one is called uh, Ozzy's uh, Dungeon. Ozzy's Dungeon. Michelle's on top of it. The fourth one, I've got, got it. It's called Gawkers. <laughs> the Gawkers. But oh yep. Yeah. <laughs> I am on the Wikipedia page. That's fair. <laughs> I was uh, gonna remember. Uh, so uh, obviously, I've successfully guessed uh, what w- was the one that we were both blown away by, which honestly didn't mm-hmm. come as any surprise to me after after our thoughts on Deadstream uh, a, a couple yep. uh, was it just last week, two weeks ago. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Time's two an weeks illusion. ago, back we went on through the, this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, last week was our double feature and our wrestling show, and oh man, what a oh whirlwind. Anyway. Your turn. What do you think uh, my second of the two that I really loved in this anthology was? Okay. I think that you and I would not have the same second. So I am going to say that your favorite was the first one shredding. That is incorrect, Michelle. Thank God, because that was my least favorite. Okay. I didn't care. You get to guess mine now. (laughs) 
Uh, I feel, honestly, I absolutely think that you and I also have the second favorite uh, in common, and it was Ozzy's Dungeon. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, right? Definitely. Like, I just, I didn't know if that would be your thing, no. and I know you like oh, music, dude. so <laughs> maybe. Uh, that, that, it was so, uh, like, so weird and fun in a number of ways. We should sum it up for people who Go are ahead. not. Go uh, ahead. Uh, so basically, Legends of the Hidden Temple as well as Guts, two Nickelodeon shows I was a huge fan of. I, have a, I am a massive 90s kid. Yeah, and if you're, uh, uh, if you're a little bit older like me, also a, a little <laughs> bit of, of Double Dare in there with the, uh, yep. the more slimy elements. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was definitely, um, think of those old Nickelodeon uh, yes. shows, but very much Legends of the Hidden Temple is the yes. biggest inspiration. And a girl goes on there to compete. She breaks her leg in a horrific manner. Oh uh, and then later on down the road, uh, her family has kidnapped the host. By the way, I want to be a 90s game show host so badly, and I know I've missed my opportunity, but I want to do that so much. I want to torture children in a way, but that's like good for Nickelodeon. Ratings. I want to slime them and then be like, ha ha, sorry, Susie. Like, I feel like that's my calling. Um, but yeah, so they kidnap him, they torture him, and then he's like, wait, no, I'll let your dreams come true. And he brings them to a secret cave, um, which was essentially uh, Olmec from Hidden uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, um, Red Jaguars for Life. Uh, but <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so crazy of just like, it's this roller coaster because first off, it is so nostalgic to how that was, but yet still so off-putting in the way that, with hindsight, we feel about those TV shows where we're like, "Those kids were not having a good time." And then it turns into almost a snuff film where you're like, "This is going very <laughs> dark because yeah. they are torturing this guy." And then suddenly they're like, "Yeah, but all of that was true. We're going to a cave, and your dreams will come true." Yeah, uh, it's, uh, I loved everything about this. Uh, I, I write down mm -hmm. to, again, like the, uh, the goofiness of the, the presentation of the, the game show in the, in the opening portion. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that lady who plays Donna's mom is fucking phenomenal. Like, she just goes for it and has just no ego about anything. And she's so great. And just, like, the delight she takes in tormenting this motherfucker is just so... Like, I, I, it, uh, it, it gets... You're right. It does get real dark and kind of fucked up. But I'm so amused by that lady that I kind of forgot that it's like, oh, yeah, that was really kind of dark and fucked up along the way, too. Yeah. Uh, it yeah, made me I, uh... uncomfortable, but I really enjoyed that. I was already feeling uncomfortable. And something I have to point out, this is the third segment in this. Yeah. I thought the one before it, Suicide Bid, was fine. I didn't think it was awful, but I did not like shredding, and I did not like the gawkers, and we can get into that a little bit more. But after uh, while watching Suicide Bid, I was like, this is fine, but it's not perfectly working for me. Watching the third one, I hadn't realized what was missing until I saw what it could have been. And this, I'm sure they just gave me, gave them the idea of like, do something about the 90s. This is something that 
played on all of that nostalgia that you have about the 90s but then it was done in a way that could only be done in the future with the hindsight that we have now the technology we have now so I think it perfectly blended what this kind of concept could be which is things about the 90s but not necessarily having to use the technology from the 90s which I feel like some of the other segments do try to do like the effects from the 90s and I just don't really want to watch an amateur movie made by somebody in the 90s taking and elevating it as something that was done in the future is just so good and this this nailed it this absolutely nailed it and then I didn't think they were going to get better than that but to hell and back was two segments later so good job VHS 99 and uh, (laughs) uh, we'd be remiss to not take a moment to mention uh, that uh, uh, although I definitely agree that to hell and back was the best uh, uh, of the shorts here, I think uh, Ozzy's Dungeon was was not far behind, and Ozzy's no. Dungeon does, in fact, have my favorite single moment from this entire anthology, which is what might be. And obviously, I'm gonna have to see it a couple more times and and, and filter it through uh, the other ones I've seen. But it has one of the most fucking rad fucked up hp lovecraft weird space monster climax special effects endings that i have ever seen like that creature that comes out of that lady's guts is so fucking weird and this there's purple light everywhere we've talked about the purple light michelle the, pur- the purple. i didn't watch it with captions was there squelching uh, there was, I, I, I believe there was squelching. I'll be I'd honest, I, I was so caught up some, in watching the some creature. screenshots. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I, I that... loved that climax. I also loved uh, what I liked about uh, both uh, To Hell and Back and and uh, uh, and Ozzy's Dungeon is that uh, you know, like I've mentioned, I, a pro- big part of my problem with anthology films is I just find it really hard to get really caught up in and carried away mm-hmm. in such a short chunk of film and storytelling, right? Like, they can be mm-hmm. fun, and they're like, okay, that was kind of clever, but it, they don't have a lot of impact. Both of these managed to squeeze a lot of narrative into their short amount of time and tell a complete story. Like, I uh, I love how the ultimate climax of this uh, ends up being a little bit of like, yeah, the game show people get their comeuppance, but the parents who just like shoehorned and forced this girl into trying to be like a childhood game show celebrity also got their comeuppance, right? And she's just like grinning like a ghost and then it just cuts to nothing. I loved that. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I love that the effects were so true to how Nickelodeon's Yes. monsters would have been like uh yes. the adventures of alex mack like that's something you could have seen from that show they just it's clear that they watched a lot of stuff from the 90s and when yeah. we want to do that effect we want to make it look good but it's still going to be very true to how it would have been done back then and i think that's why i loved it so much i am a huge 90s kid and yeah. this made me feel very 90s yeah, well in that uh, uh it was directed by uh, uh this uh, fellow calls himself flying lotus uh, and what I just also learned is that there's this movie uh, that's been on Shutter for a while that I keep meaning to check out because it just looked odd and weird and it's got a strange name. It's called Kuso. Uh, and that was written and directed by this guy who did Ozzy's Dungeon. And now that's immediately like jumped up 
to the top of my personal priorities list. Like, I got to go check that thing out as soon as possible. Have you seen it? No, but he's mostly done composing work, according to his IMDb. Yeah, he's uh, he's like a producer and rapper and stuff, and has done like he does you know he's done several albums, and he worked with Kendrick Lamar. Mm -hmm. He's got like some Grammy nominations and shit. Uh, but yeah, then, I'll yeah, I'll have to check out his stuff for sure. Yeah, definitely going to have to check out Kuso. So that's awesome that we ended up on the same two uh, as our, our favorites here. It doesn't honestly surprise me because I think it was pretty obvious that they were uh, mm-hmm. a cut above. Um, I didn't really look. I'll be honest with you. My biggest issue with the other three uh, of these is uh, these are all about groups of like late teens to early 20s 1990s uh sort of like one of them is like a group of like real world type alt kids and one of them is a group of sorority girls who are like oh kind of cleverly into or or, or, uh, like ironically into witchcraft and the others are just a bunch of horny fucking dudes trying to peep on their neighbor and i just didn't connect with anybody in any way in any of those three stories. And that so that was my issue there is the same thing that happens with a lot of shorts and anthologies is there's just so little going on there and nothing for me to latch on to that they just didn't really do anything for me. It's so funny that you and I very rarely agree on things. And this is five separate stories. And I had the exact same note about the other three that I'm just tired of this formula where teenagers or young adults are assholes and get supernatural payback. Yeah. Like there were three of them in this where I'm like, I just why is it just all these teenagers being awful? I love that they nailed how uh, the fashion was and the music and the style of movies that we were making because I was also in video production. I was also a skater kid. I could not drop in on the half pipe because (laughs) I was scared, but I could do a couple push and shove it's no whatever. Uh, But uh, like I I had the same kind of thing of just like three other segments are about teenagers being assholes. Um, The reason that I did like suicide bid for the most part is that and and I wish they had gone a little bit further with this, which is why it, it didn't get rave reviews. Um, it did turn into kind of a supernatural thing with the weird prosthetic mask that just didn't really look good. Um, but I, I think I, if you don't mind me <laughs> chiming in just quickly on that mm-hmm. point, uh, I think it had kind of a lot of the same issue uh, that was uh, what makes a lot of the effects in Deadstream and to Helen back just a little bit. Uh, they're they're just lit a little too brightly, so you see them in detail yep. a little too much, and it takes away some of the realism. I think if those shots on the on the the monster face had been a little bit dimmer and not quite so detailed, they would have been more effective. I agree. It looked like a mask and not a yes. person wearing a mask. It didn't move. Um, and it was just too apparent that this I don't think there's a person behind that. Um, but what I really liked about that, which I wish that they had incorporated a little bit more, is that uh, when horror just becomes horrific because people are awful, I like that aspect. And I wish that it had just been like she drowned in a coffin <laughs> and that it didn't have this supernatural <laughs> thing of like the lady breaking in to take her. And even if that had been kind of implied, but just that got very like ooh for me uh this idea of being stuck in a coffin oh, yeah. and then it's raining and now like the worst is happening i was completely into it i just wish that they hadn't gone with the bad prosthetic mask instead of 
you know, just continuing with that and people are awful and yeah, they left her for dead. <laughs> definitely the part of it that uh, that got me the most uh, significantly, uh, like, because uh, like the claustrophobia of being in that box would be super Oof. intense. Uh, and I was definitely in on that part. Yes. Uh, and then when she opens up that box and it's full of fucking spiders. Uh, no, man, I was fucking out. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking thank you. Uh, yeah, and that so that's was... why when she opens the spiders, it really <sighs> emphasizes these could have been just horrible, horrible situations yeah. that went too far. Yeah, yeah. And that was a very good example. <laughs> she could have panicked and ran out of air, and then it happens to start raining, and now she's drowning in right. a coffin with spiders. That is very scary. I don't think it needed the supernatural element. I agree. Even if they had just cut to the point where they come back in the morning and they swim down and she's not in there. Um, that would have still been very effective. I just, I didn't like the prosthetic or er, prosthetic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, uh, guillotine, that. was that what they called it? Uh, something like that. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think. Something like that. Gil- but, uh, yeah, uh, I do want to say that, uh, uh, there was, um, like at the end of, uh, of, uh, shredding, uh, that, <laughs> That last bit where the uh, the zombies, uh, like the 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 ghost ghouls of the band, uh, put on the body parts of the of the other band, and then sort of like like that just as a set piece, I thought was pretty <laughs> fucking cool uh, and just kind of grotesque and awesome, uh, uh, and so well done on that. Uh, but yeah, overall, I just I, I agree. I'm just like. Oh, it's yet another uh, a bunch of people with a video camera break into a place they got no. It's so much of these found footage movies. It really, uh, much like we talked about in Noroi the Curse, all boils down to a bunch of dickheads fucked around and found out. This <laughs> is what happens in a lot yeah. of these movies. And I just uh, I thought uh, I thought Ozzy's Dungeon brought something fresh and unique. Uh, I thought to Helen back brought something fresh and unique and well executed. Uh, the creepy thing that you think for a minute is a baby and then you realize it might just be like a tiny shrunken demon person. I thought that was <laughs> rad. Yeah. Um, it's so good. You know, I, I don't got, even. Oh, I'm, you know, go ahead. Just stare at each other. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I don't even want to like tear apart shredding and no. the gawkers. I didn't like it, but I feel like. Part of my dislike, I mean, obviously it was in chronological order, so I didn't like shredding on its own. But then in comparison, it is up against some really tough competition with one of, or like definitely the best VHS segment and then a very, very high contender. So it just kind of feels wrong that I know like a lot of other people are going to be tearing that apart because they are in the same movie it's just very stiff competition and that sucks for them because I think in a normal VHS uh, film this would have been the standard um, but just Ozzy's, Ozzy's Dungeon to Hell and Back just blew everything else out of the water they really wow yeah and and uh, you know obviously again I mean it's uh, a big part of this is just uh, I felt like there was just a, a certain amount of I've seen this before and it's not even that mm-hmm. it was necessarily poorly done I just wasn't connecting uh, with any of it uh, on that level. It's not anything they did wrong necessarily. Just didn't work. Uh, But, uh, you know, uh, I I guess 
Uh, well, first of all, before I, I, I shift things, any yeah, anything else that you wanted to say about VHS ninety nine, Michelle? Um, I'm reading through my notes. I want to be a '90s game show host. Is written <laughs> on here twice. So uh, I did write when I was in the first two segments of the film. I was trying to figure out how I would sum up how I felt because I had not reached Ozzy's dungeon yet. And I wrote, "I'm not mad, just disappointed." <laughs> <laughs> so those were my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. Uh, uh. So what I wanted to mention is, uh, interestingly. Uh, like one of the big things about the VHS franchise uh, is that there have been uh, so many of these these shorts where they've uh, they've brought uh, up and coming talent into uh, into the production. Uh, interestingly enough, I was looking at uh, the uh, the directors lined up for VHS 85, uh, and there are some that I'm I'm super excited about. Uh, Gigi Saul Guerrero is going to have uh, something on there. Uh, Natasha Kermani, who did Lucky, which I loved and you did not. Uh, she's going to she's gonna have something there. Uh, Mike P. Nelson, who did the, uh, the recent uh, sort of reboot or reimagining of Wrong Turn. And then... Ooh. Yep. And then you have Scott Derrickson, uh, who just did the black phone, like super high profile. Yeah. And you have David Bruckner, who just did the new Hellraiser. Uh, he's done uh, uh, several other things. Why isn't it coming the to Night me House. off the top of my head? David Bruckner. The Night, the Night House. House. Yes. And the but ritual. he was also in the original VHS. Oh, that's true. That, to be fair, he yeah. does have that connection. But uh, uh, I, I, I find myself wondering if maybe the idea there is to use a couple of high higher profile names to draw some some more attention to the uh, the title itself uh but that's going to be interesting i also uh i also just find it interesting to see like sometimes uh uh i've seen several filmmakers who have transitioned into making features uh and then they come back to doing shorts and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't work out quite so well uh, that's going to be real interesting to see. I uh, I just thought that was a, an interesting factor there. Uh, super excited for, uh, like I said, Natasha Kermani and Gigi Saul Guerrero. Uh, have you seen any of Gigi Saul Guerrero's work, Michelle? I am going to go look at the IMDb page. <laughs> um, <laughs> just dropped it on I think I just you? watched Into the Dark. I think I've seen that one, but that's it. Uh, the uh, uh, Bingo, oh, Bingo Hell, Hell is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, I loved that movie so much. Um, and, but yeah, uh, and of course, I mean, uh, go listen to our episode about Lucky if you want to know how we feel about that one uh, from Natasha Kermani. Uh, so yeah. I'm, which I like her in interviews. I like her as a human. We've argued about the movie. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I have so much respect for her as a human being, though, sure. and I feel bad because I'm like. You did a really good thing for women in the film industry, and I'm so sorry. No, it's, uh, you have nothing uh, to apologize for, But Michelle. that's one that I just, I feel bad when I don't like art from people that I do like. <laughs> that's fair. I'm like, oh, I, oh. I wanted to like your thing because I like you as a person. <laughs> yeah. I know how that goes. Yeah. Anyway, no, we've gotten totally off track here. Uh, that's fine. It's fine, guys. We're, it's an anthology episode. We talked about VHS say, five 99. things. Yeah. Talked a little a lot bit about, about VHS 85. Michelle, other than uh, than uh, uh, To Hell and Back, then before you saw 
uh, this ver this entry in the franchise. What was your top of all time uh, uh, short in the VHS franchise? Uh, it would have to be one of Timo T. John. Oh, I wish I wish I'd Googled how to pronounce his it's last Timo. name, but you know who I'm talking about. Timo, yeah, yeah, but it's Timo. I can spell it, uh, but Timo Tejanto, uh, who is making the Train to Busan remake, and I am very excited. I was very tentative, and now I'm 100% on board that train. Last train to New York, now that I know Timo is making it. Um, I really liked uh, both his um, suicide-packed cult interview documentary from... I think two and then uh, the one that we just watched in VHS 94, which is uh, the robot people. Yes. Recreation cyborg yeah. things, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the one yeah, thing, the one thing I will sure. say, the one thing I will say that I wish they had done as a closing thought on our episode here about VHS 99. Mm -hmm. uh, the mm -hmm. one thing I will say is I think they missed a golden opportunity. Like I totally get why they brought it in with a chant on them uh, on that that uh, that coven of witches now trying to summon up Mabel and I thought that was cool, but I feel like they missed a real golden opportunity right at the end there to throw in a hail Rotma. You've got a point. <laughs> You're gonna have to, uh, you know, everything I said about to hell and back, I take it all to hell and back. Uh, everything, it's trash. It's awful. I wish they never made it. <laughs> uh, and on that note, if you don't know uh, Hail Rotma, stay tuned for a couple of days. We'll talk about it on VHS ninety four. Uh, yep. Who's yep, saying good night tonight? So I can say good night. Okay. Say, say good night, Michelle. Good night, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs>